Hey everyone, and welcome to the Doug and Degen podcast. My name's Doug, and I'm a Sean to clear degenerate. <laughs> I lost that bet. That was a uh, good game, though. Really good game. I couldn't find it anywhere in Canada. I was pissed, but I followed it while I was watching college football on Saturday. Coastal held on to win, and they covered. It was a big, big win for Coastal, and the. I don't know if you've seen the playoff rankings yet, but they're still not getting the Justin Birds. They still haven't cracked the top 10 in the college football playoff. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely disrespecting them. But, I mean, at the same time, I do feel like they haven't really played anyone. That's their, really first, that's their first real significant win. Um, so, I mean, I kind of understand it, but I just wish maybe they could match them up with someone else. You know, just give just give one more big win, so hopefully they can slide it a little bit higher. Cause... They were they were one of the highest uh, ranking uh, teams to move up. Uh, they went up five spots to thirteen. Now there is a possibility that they can crack the top ten. They need Cincinnati to lose if the, if they play. They need another loss by Georgia, uh, Miami, Oklahoma, and Indiana if they play. Right. I mean, they're all possibilities, but the way I see it, I guess the way things are right now, they would need to play another top 10 team before the end of the year. Now, hopefully, maybe an opportunity opens up. I mean, we're going to get to it in a moment here, but my Michigan Wolverines royally screwed things up, like with Ohio State. If they could play a team like that, it kind of really puts them on the map. Just because it's really hard to gauge because they're not a super elite team, you know. Yeah, it is a very weird COVID year. We can we can put it in brackets COVID year. Yeah. So Michigan Wolverines reportedly have forty five positive cases, something like that. So they are not eligible to play Ohio State, and they have to cancel, which really screws over Ohio State considering they've missed, I think it's three games this year because of COVID. Which puts them in serious, serious jeopardy to make the college football playoff. Now, if they can't find any opponent to play, um, realistically, you're, you're right. They could play a team like Cincinnati. There's also Texas A&M, but that game's been postponed. I think I it was think... because of Texas A&M, though. See, they the thing is, Tulsa, I know for a fact that Tulsa is a team that is the one that has the positive cases, and Cincinnati had nothing to do with it. And I'm pretty sure one of the Cincinnati assistants or coaches is from Ohio State, and it is pretty close proximity anyways. Yeah, right down I-75, you're right, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I could see it happening. I just, I hope it happens. I hate Ohio State, but you know what? For It's kind of a cheap way to lose, you know, just because Michigan has positive cases. Now, the one thing I will say is Ohio State didn't do themselves any favors when uh, whatever their coach is, whatever day, whatever his name is. Ryan Day. Um, pardon me? Ryan Day. Yeah, when, Ryan Day had all the positive. He had a positive case himself and made them uh, not play. I think it was Maryland. They had to cancel the game because of his positive test. So they haven't really 
done anything to help themselves. However, they've had two games canceled because of the other teams. And as it stands, they don't have enough wins to be in the Big Ten Championship. If they can't play in the Big Ten Championship and get another win, significant win, I can't see them making the top four. You're absolutely right. Talent-wise, they deserve it. And as much as I hate them, they do deserve it. And even if you look at a team like Clemson, you could make an argument that Clemson deserves to be there, even though they have a loss already. Even if Ohio State's undefeated, it's just it's a different picture when you're talking nine and one versus four or five and zero. You know. See, I think the interesting thing, interesting team. To there's two story. Even though A and M is not playing this week, they're fifth. But the real team to watch for is, is possibly Florida. Florida, or what you? I, I don't really know the uh, Pac-12 very much, but I mean, if a team like USC goes undefeated. You're talking, you know, right there, you're talking about you can't deny them because Clemson or, has a loss. AM, I believe, has a loss as well. Or a team like Cincinnati, who is eighth. Exactly. Cincinnati, they're they're probably gonna go undefeated. And if they play Ohio State, that's a win-win for both teams. That's a matchup, I think, for for Ohio State. You're playing a team that's better than Michigan. I understand you're not playing the big rivalry game, but playing a game like Cincinnati helps both schools out. Yeah, especially when we saw that BYU and Coastal Carolina got put together pretty quickly. Exactly, and it worked out for Coastal. I mean, it could have worked out for BYU as well, but considering the way it worked out for both teams, I think it's a no-brainer. Considering it's Tuesday night right now and we're doing this, even if you put a game on Monday night or Tuesday or something next week, it's a possibility. Yes, well, Washington State did that too. They put a game Sunday night. Now, I don't, to my recollection, I'm trying to think if that game got played, and I'm just going to check it now. It was a Sunday night game, which they did. They played. They lost. They lost to USC. Obviously, it's tough to to get viewers for that game because you got Sunday night football. But it, it but is at possible. this point, at this point. The way Columbus, Ohio is, what, what sports does Columbus, Ohio have right now? Zero. Like where Ohio State is, they have nothing. Cincinnati, as long as it's not during a Bengals game, I'm pretty sure they don't care what's going on either. And if it has to do with a team getting into the BCS uh, semifinals or even the Big 12, or sorry, Big 10 uh, championship game, it's worth playing. I mean, I'm sure Ohio State, if they have a chance to go to the national championship, I'm pretty sure they'll front whatever money needs to be out there to make sure that game gets played, if it's possible. Yeah, it's it's it, it's an it, it would help Ohio State if they did play Cincy because it's a non-conference game and it's a team that's in the top ten of the college football rankings. Right, and it's also as far as like the the actual. Um, like dynamics of this, like the layout of where the teams are, they're they're close in proximity as well. You know? Yeah. So it is it is a very doable game. Where if they end up deciding to do it, I, that's a name that just popped into my head when the Michigan game got canceled. <clears throat> I'd love to see it happen. I hate Ohio State, but I don't feel like they should get screwed over, and it not be their fault. 
it's a game too where where it's not just the 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 two schools from Ann Arbor and Columbus. It's 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 a big time nationally televised game. Now I don't like what they've done in the past in the past couple of years where they moved it to the noon kick. It just doesn't make any sense. No. No. I mean, I don't mind it being the noon kickoff game just because as good as a as big of a game as it is, it's only big if both teams are competitive. I mean, Ohio State's kicked Michigan's ass so bad lately. It's not even really a game. It's more so just here. We're just going to go and just beat the shit out of you. And and that's it. It's not even... It, it makes me mad. Um, and that brings me to my next thing. I, I just... I have to mention. I hope Jim, Jim Harbaugh gets fired. I hope he does. They need to do something. You look at the John Beeline situation and how it worked out bringing Juwan Howard in for Michigan basketball. Michigan football, it hasn't worked out. They need to move on. You're absolutely right. No, yeah. and, and, and you know me. I'm, I'm not a Michigan guy. I'm not a Michigan <laughs> State guy. I don't like either team. But I think Har- the, what Harbaugh has done to that program has set him back. Eh, okay. I, I won't go that far. I won't say he set them back. But what I feel is he didn't do them any favors. Because... If you look at the coaches we've had in the past, I mean, Brady Hoke, he's enough of a setback as it is. Or Rich Rod, he's a setback himself. We've had some coaches that are just utterly horrendous. So I can't really say he's a setback, but when you're bringing someone in who has coached a Super Bowl and who's known for being a a player's coach and known for, you know, being creative and whatnot, you would think that you'd show up and actually win a top 25 game. Like Michigan's just been absolutely horrendous. I I don't know. I can't say it's a setback, but it's certainly not. Back to the days of Lloyd, Lloyd Carr and Bo Schembechler. Absolutely. I mean, Lloyd Carr, I want to get, back to where Michigan is playing Ohio State in a 1-2 matchup because they're both top of the country. Even if Ohio State's better, I want to see that again. And I just... They're a long ways from it. And I think Jim Harbaugh at this point is just a distraction and a name rather than a good coach. Do you remember who used to commentate those games every year for ABC when they used to put them on back in the day when Michigan and Ohio State were 1-2? and two before I Fowler used to watch three? them, but I, I don't remember who the commentators were. Do you, do you remember Keith Jackson? Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. him. I, I, I just, I miss Michigan being competitive and being good. I know. I have that same feeling when Texas used to be good and they went to the college football uh, BCS game and they beat uh, USC, USC in that epic game. Yeah, the Vince Young game. And where are those two quarterbacks now? Out oh, and haven't well. didn't do anything in the league. Yeah, no, that's that, that. That's the truth. No, it's just I don't know. Michigan needs to get their stuff together, and they they have to figure things out really quick. I, I don't. I'm gonna sort of leave it at that. I'm not gonna ramble on too much. I mean, maybe at the end of the year when we see where things play out, we can talk about things. But that's fair. 
Yeah, let's. Uh, so we're we're only gonna do one one NFL game this week, for now. Um, and then we're gonna do an episode again, uh, for the the following, the rest of the games. So this week's gonna be a little short. Obviously, this episode's gonna be a little short, but then we're gonna do a full one, and we're gonna get caught up on the whole week with everything and uh, and whatnot. Fair enough. So what do we got for Thursday? We have the New England Belichick, or Patriots, sorry, not the New England Belichicks, uh, going to, staying in California on a short week, uh, playing the Rams. So we have uh, 44.5 being a total and 5.5, that weird 5.5 line um, uh, for the Rams. Now, what do you think of this game? This is a very intriguing game. New England beat the tar out of the Chargers last week, and it, and the Rams had to fight tooth and nail to beat Arizona. I think this is a spot where New England really keeps it close. Um, they could win this game, but I give yep. the slight edge to, to the Rams only because Goff can throw the football. Um, Cam Newton played a, a really subpar defense in the Chargers. The Chargers couldn't get anything going last week. Um, I just worry, though, that this game, because that number's at five and a half, it did start at seven earlier in the week, um, that people are betting New England because they blew them out. But I I wonder if the, the Rams, because they played such a hard game against Arizona, that they're going to be rested and ready for this game. No, actually, that's a good point. I mean... The one thing that I, I look at when comparing these teams is the quarterback. I mean, obviously, that's that's where you normally look. <clears throat> and I just, we were talking about this before we started here. Just how weird Cam Newton's stats are. How he has almost double the rushing touchdowns than he does throwing. Now, his throwing yardage isn't crazy. I mean, he does, he has thrown for over 2,000 yards, which isn't bad I guess but he's more of like a wildcat court wildcat quarterback under Belichick and I don't know how that really works I mean obviously they put up a ton of points but I think the edge is going to go to the Rams I mean personally I like more of a pro style quarterback someone like Jared Goff who throws the ball you don't need to be a scrambler and super quick, but I just prefer that kind of offense because I feel like in games that we're going to, like this Thursday night, I think there is going to be quite a bit of points. And I think majority of it's going to be because Goff can throw the ball around. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And just looking over the stats from last week, think about this game. Traditionally, when you think 45 nothing, how many passing yards do you think the quarter, the winning quarterback has? Oh, at least 400. Yeah, well, Cam Newton had 69. Didn't exactly. even eclipse 100. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, typically when you when you think of, like, a high-powered offense, you think of teams that just throw the ball around, that have many receivers. You look at the NFL, you think of a team like New Orleans because they have Kamara, who's a very good running back, but they also have one of the best receivers in the world and quarterbacks. You know, you think of teams like... Tampa or the old New England team where Brady had targets to throw to 
and they had a solid running game. You look at a team like Detroit, and I mean, the Lions are drunk, but at least they have a decent offense. They always have a decent offense, or Atlanta. And it's because you have quarterbacks that know how to move the ball down the field. Cam Newton just doesn't do that, and it's so strange. But they're 6-6. Six and six. So I don't really know how that you know works out. I mean, obviously, two of their wins are, I'm assuming, against the Jets because the Jets are just horrendous. I don't know. I don't know. I I like the points. I would honestly take the over in this game. Um, I'm not. We're not doing best bets because I, I don't think it's really point, really a point to it. Personally, I would I would take the over, and I, I think the Rams are going to win big, uh, just because of the fact they can move the ball around down the field and. They have way more targets. And getting back to your point about the quarterbacks, too, Mahomes didn't play his best game Sunday night, and it was a rough one from what I watched in the first half. But yeah. he threw for over 300 yards, and they only scored 22 points. But it seems, though, that, that Kansas City can get at least one guy almost every week to go over 100 yards receiving. This week it was Kelsey. Against Tampa, Tyreek Hill had you know, 200 yards, which is insane against a Tampa defense. So I no, think Kansas City's become the new New England. Exactly. Well, the thing with Kansas City is Kansas City, I, I think they're a little better than like what New England was. And the reason why I say that is because Mahomes – He's just a new generation quarterback. He's a little different than Brady because he is a little more athletic. But Tyreek Hill is one of the more premier. I think he's probably one of the most underrated receivers in football. I don't think they talk about him enough. He's incredible. And Travis Kelsey is, if not the best tight end in football, I would say top two or three. I don't think there's any debate on that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's either him or Kittle. If Kittle's healthy, I think that he puts up an argument. But besides that, I don't think it's even a discussion between the top two. I mean, and even the running backs, they, they have running backs. Uh, I mean, obviously they have uh, Le'Veon Bell now, but they also have, um, what's the name, your boy, is it Allaire? Yeah, and if it wasn't for Justin Jefferson having the year that he has, he'd be up there for player uh, rookie of the year absolutely but i'm just saying they they have they they have a very similar like new england offense except except the few years where brady had randy moss i think tyree hill is a way more well-rounded premier receiver um in his prime Think about this, going back to the, the, the New England matchup. There's only one receiver on the New England staff, and it's not Edelman, obviously because he's injured, um, that has over 500 yards. Compared to Kansas City, has two players that are already at 1,000. Exactly. It's because he throws the ball. Mahomes throws the ball around, and they, they're not afraid to take chances down the field. New England, I just don't feel like they have that luxury where they can do that. And I mean, I understand it, but... You know, I think it's just it's just the way the team's built this year without Brady. They have to be more conve- not not conventional, but they they can't take as many chances as they they used to. I would also say maybe t- anybody who's listening, 
um, to when when this comes out is you take the five and a half if you can get it because I think the heavy money is starting started to come on New England. I don't be surprised tomorrow or or early Thursday morning where that number could go down, maybe hitting five four and a half in spots. So take New England as soon as you can, or 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 feel like the Rams. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I personally, I would go New England. I mean, sorry, I would go with the Rams. I think that Rams number is just fine, but um, I do agree with you in there. And I do think the over, uh, if it stays where it's at, I think that's a very good number for this game. But just think about it too. Interesting. Going back to New England, the lo- the line at, at before the game started on at, on Sunday afternoon was forty seven, and New England scored forty five points on their own. Chargers couldn't score a single point to get that number to go over the total. Exactly. No, it's that game was weird. I I never saw that coming. To be honest, I never saw thought they were capable of putting up 40, 45 points. <clears throat> But I also never thought the Chargers would be that bad. No, it'll be, it'll be a good game, and uh, I mean we'll obviously get into the the uh, the week a little more. I think on Friday we're gonna do it, so we'll put it out Saturday morning or Friday night, and uh, I'll post it as soon as it's ready. Um, and we'll have a whole lot more to talk about with this uh, this week. I think it'll be a pretty good week, actually looking at some of the games and whatnot, but interesting too, because I don't think we'll have time for it on, on the later edition this week is what's your yep. thoughts on four games at four twenty five? Yeah, that's the one thing that caught my eye about it is none of the games really are that good. So, I mean, it's good that they have a variety, but I did think that was a little weird. I'll tell you what the one the one game, and I'll I'll just tease this for that it, the the one game betting wise to look at would be Washington and San Fran. Yeah, that number it's a little fishy, and, and we'll get into it later in the week. But if you look at that uh, that number closely, it very very peculiar. Absolutely, I mean, there's there's a few games this week that are just. We'll have to get into it more in depth, but um, and we will get into it more in depth. But it should be it should be a good week. Yes, I'm excited well, to talk about it on Friday. The the week's not over. Previous we we still have uh, Dallas and Baltimore. They're seventeen ten and a half at last check. Yeah, no, I mean, in, in that game itself, as soon as we know what what's going on with it, it'll be. Uh, that game itself will will definitely help and and give us a better understanding of you know where the layout of the NFL is, and on Friday. Well, it'll impact to the betting lines for Dallas, Cincinnati, and the Monday night game, Baltimore at Cleveland as well. Exactly, exactly. Oh, it should be it should be a good week. Oh, I'm I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else to add to? Other than I'm I'm going to find a shot to clears outfit and i'm going to put it on for for their big game in the conference championship uh in the Sun Belt against lafayette there you go you're gonna to have to i mean they've been your team all year and they certainly haven't disappointed that is true no um again i, I will post this the second it's out it'll be out um early tomorrow morning 
Uh, so Wednesday morning before before the game on Thursday, and uh, I'll post it again. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, I appreciate it. I'll let you take it away. All right, everybody. We'll see you later in the week.